Sing Second Sports is a ProVision Advisors production. Our business is public relations, coaching, and strategy. If you are in the market for communication road mapping, media relations, social and digital branding, coaching and event preparation, or any other services that you think we can be of value, please reach out at www.provisionadvisors.net. Welcome aboard another great episode of the Air Force Week Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield. Joining me is Bill Wagner. This is our second ever uh, guest picker episode uh, where we bring you three mystery guests from Naval Academy days of yore and days of present. And we pick some games, we introduce you to them, we hear their stories, and then we keep track of, of who killed it and who did not so well. Uh, with their weekend picks, and the winner gets a Sing Second Sports t-shirt and Chris Cervello's water pick from his house, and the loser in true Frank Costanza fashion gets fired. So joining us this week, we are so happy to be joined, first of all, by Julie Alfieri. Julie is class of 96, and this weekend for the class of 96's 25th reunion is getting inducted into the Navy Rugby Hall of Fame. Julie, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Second of all, talk to us a little bit about what this experience is going to be like for you this weekend. Well, you know, it's um, one, it's very humbling, of course, to be uh, nominated and then selected to be inducted. Uh, I'd like to think it was because of my physical acumen, um, but it, it may have had more to do with our ability to drink beer uh, and sing songs, which I will not do for you here um, this weekend. But in all seriousness, uh, you know, huge honor. And it, it's going to be a lot of fun if you can imagine a bunch of old and young rugby players, men and women getting together uh, in a small room during um, a celebration uh, with maybe some alcohol. It, it could be trouble. I would warn those in Annapolis to maybe steer clear uh, of those, those coming from this celebration. <laughs> well, you've got Chris Hoffman and Chris Cleary um, kind of leading the charge on that beer consumption. So we'll, we'll keep our eye out for them. You know, I, I think the reason that coach said to tell us hired Emmett Davis was for his ability to drink beer and sing songs. <laughs> Good to well, know I'm in on- good company. <laughs> On that note, we will introduce our second guest picker, uh, assistant men's basketball coach Emmett Davis, former head basketball coach at Colgate. A lot of people just know Emmett as, you know, the man who recruited Mike Heary to uh, to come to the U.S. Naval Academy, the best hair in Naval Academy basketball history, uh, throwing shade at Chris Harris right there. So, Coach, you're in a very unique position uh, your son, a, a favorite person of mine, a Broadneck High School graduate, Shane Davis, played quarterback for the Lafayette Leopards this past weekend in Colorado Springs. You and Gail Davis went out there to check it out. Just you know, give us your impressions. What did Air Force look like? Could you tell who was a turnback player and who was not? And what did it feel like watching Shane actually get in and get a rep at the Air Force Academy? Yeah, thanks, John, for having me on. Uh, it was it was a great experience from beginning to end. 
Uh, beautiful day in Colorado Springs, 30-plus uh, thousand fans, everybody really excited to play football again. And, uh, you know, Air Force, Air Force has a, a lot of talent. they got good size. Uh, you know, they, their quarterback, Daniels, is uh, he's, he's pretty shifty, um, but he's much more of a running quarterback than a passing quarterback, as you can imagine. Uh, I think he went three for five passing the football. Um, so they really look to run the ball. And Brad Roberts is going to have, have to be a guy we, you know, Navy has to key on, uh, you know, on the dive plays and the triple option. He's, he's really good, and he, he, uh, he had a big day. Uh, but I thought Lafayette's defense played really well. They forced a bunch of punts. Uh, it was a much closer game than the score would indicate. It was 28-14 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Lafayette had the ball. And, uh, you know, had opportunities, moved the ball on, on Air Force's defense. Uh, I, I, I thought, you know, Air Force, obviously they have 35 or 37 turn back guys, but um, I thought Lafayette, you know, played very, very tough against them. As far as Shane, it was great to see him on the field. Uh, he was, he was uh, really excited about the opportunity. He got out there and, and did his thing, and, and uh, for, it was his birthday on Saturday, so that was really cool um, to play in front of a big crowd like that at the Air Force Academy. And, you know, they had a great trip. They chartered out there and, and uh, had a good experience uh, playing an F, you know, FBS opponent. Uh, they go to William & Mary this weekend, and uh, William & Mary lost big to Virginia, so we're hoping that that'll be a, a good opportunity for the Leopards to get a win. We're, well, we're rooting for that, too. That is for sure. So thank you, Coach, for being one of our guest pickers. And finally, a member of the Football Brotherhood, former punter, current O-Rep of the Naval Academy golf team, uh, fairly good golfer himself. Uh, we are so pleased to be uh, joined by Pablo Beltran. Pablo, I know that you had to have, like, the best reason in the world for not being able to attend the Air Force game this Saturday. Before we get to the picks, why don't you tell us what you have planned for Saturday instead of a football game? Just a small logistical effort, a life event. No big deal, right? Yeah, it's no, no big deal. I, um, first of all, John, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Um, yeah, so I'm getting married on Saturday. There's no way of breaking that news. So I uh, COVID rescheduled our wedding last year. And uh, some of the dates that we got uh, from the venue and the vendors – you know, we looked at some of the things that were going on and we're like, all right, like September 11th, there's not going to be anything going on that date. And the schedule gets released. Uh, and actually, believe it or not, Chet Gladchuk reached out to me and said, hey, do you mind if we reschedule this game for your wedding? And I was like, oh, you know, I, you don't have to do that. It's all good. Uh, you go ahead and play the game. And I guess I'll, uh, I'll be able to. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of my buddies that play on the football team that are coming to the wedding that are a little bit upset with me, but I think they'll get over it um, eventually. But. Hopefully we beat them. I love it. That It is literally one of the most unique uh, September 11th anniversary stories that exists out there. So I'll tell you what, without any further ado, let's get to our sing, second sports, six pack, a six pack of games uh, that we pick every week randomly and sometimes not randomly. And uh, we're going to ask our three guest pickers and Wags and myself and our intrepid producer, Chris Cervello, to make their picks. Whoever wins, again, gets the Cervello water pick. Very first one. Let's start off with the most important game. 
Navy Air Force, Turnbacks versus the good guys, the 330 Navy Marine Corps Stadium, Xavier Arline, possibly under center, as Bill Wagner was reporting before, um, really looking to reverse what happened against Marshall. I'll start it off. I have Navy in a close one. Uh, let's call it 21 to 20. Navy. Chris Cervello. Uh Continuing the tradition, I am going to pick against the midshipmen. I do not think that they bounce completely back, but I think they play better. Uh, I have them losing by eight points. Bill Wagner. Well, this is a tough one, John, because they've got 49 to seven fresh in the mind. But I feel this is such an important game in Navy season. This is a, a you really got to make the statement that you're not 49 to seven. You got to make this statement against your service academy rival. Uh, home team has won eight straight in the series. I believe that trend will continue. It may not be pretty. I'm going to trust what I said last week will happen this week. The defense will carry the day and enable Navy to slip past Air Force 20 to 17. Pablo Beltran. I actually played in, in four Air Force games, and in my opinion, they're the probably the hardest game of the year. Um, it's early in the season. Things aren't usually going uh, totally 100% yet. Uh, People are getting filled, or we're filling out our offense, filling our special teams and defense. Uh, I'm taking Navy. I would pick them against the Patriots. Um, so that's a homer pick, but that's what I got. Uh, I'm going to go 31 to 20, uh, but we do need to figure out some things, especially in the in the special teams world. It's, it's a forgotten world, but but the, that needs some improvement in there. But I think they'll figure it out. Uh, obviously, trust Coach Niemann with with anything. So homer pick Navy by 11 points. I love it, Julie Alfieri. All right. First of all, I can't believe I'm on a show with anybody who picked Air Force, uh, but but I'll I'll try to get over that. Uh, Navy. Julie, that the, water pick is very important to me. I have to hang on to it, so I got to pick with my head and not my heart. L listen, I am an avid avid consumer of water picks. We have at least twenty in our house, and this is going to be the twenty-first to add. I expect you, you know, it to be autographed when it comes, but uh, I'm still going with Navy and. Um, you know, since I can't bet my, uh, I probably can't say a swear word on this. Since I can't bet my bottom, I'll just say Navy by seven. Uh, we'll take one touchdown. I love it. And Coach Davis. Yeah, so I, I didn't have the good fortune to see uh, Navy play this week, but I did see Air Force. And uh, uh, they play mistake-free football. Uh, Wags kind of stole my thunder. Uh, I think playing at home has been a big key in this rivalry, and uh, I think this is a huge game for Coach Nehemiah and the, and the Navy football team. I think the defense will really step up. It will be a low-scoring game, in my opinion. I think Navy will win this game 17-14. to 14. It may be a late field goal by Nichols to win it, but I think it's going to be an absolute epic battle, and uh, I like the midshipmen in this one. I like it. Five picks to one. Everyone knows who the one is. Not necessarily a good thing. All right. Army against Western Kentucky. Where's Western Kentucky? What city in, in Kentucky? We don't know. We'll ask a Naval Academy graduate and a Senate hopeful from days past, Amy McGrath, that when she comes back on the uh, podcast. But I myself, I think Army takes Western Kentucky in this one. I'm not going to guess the score because I just don't like picking Army. I have Army. Uh, let's switch this around. Julie, you're up again. 
All right. Well, uh, John, apparently great minds think alike. I also have chosen Army um, basically because, you know, Western Kentucky might as well be a, you know, IAA team. So uh, Army, Army, it is for me. Oh, casting shade. I love it. Chris Cervello. I also am going to go with Army um, because I think Army actually has a good team and uh, I think they're going to beat up on Western Kentucky in this game. Coach Davis. Yeah, I um, I'm waiting for Army to to play some some really tough competition. They don't seem to like to do that in football. So uh, Western Kentucky is one of the better teams I think on their schedule, and um, I would pick the Russians against West Point. So I'm going to pick uh, Western Kentucky uh, in a win over Army. I love it, Pablo Beltran. I think Army uh, has a really good coach good coach football team. Um, they've been that way since 2014, uh, since Coach Smokin got there. So I'm going to take Army. All right, Wags, bring us home on this one. All right, well, first of all, I unfortunately also know exactly where Western Kentucky is. And I can tell you that when Navy plays at Western Kentucky, which they did twice during my time on the beat, you stay in Nashville. It's uh, about 45 minutes, less than an hour to get to Western Kentucky, so Bowling Green. So you you stay in Nashville, and the one time Navy played them in a night game, and I was driving back to Nashville looking forward to getting to a little nightlife before it all shut down, and there was some horrifying tractor-trailer accident that shut down the highway, and this was the days before Waze, and I had to try to figure out a way around this mess. Drove on these back roads of Western Kentucky. Wow, John. Uh, I'll never forget that. Um, Western Kentucky is good, and guess what? That's also where former Navy fullback Jamal Carruthers is from there, and he transferred to Western Kentucky after leaving Navy. Um, Army looked good in the opener. Army will beat Western Kentucky uh, by a score of 28 to 14. We are going to go to the Holy War, um, Utah, BYU. Um, I'm trying to pick all of my alma maters uh, for the sake of uh, for the sake of podcast listener Steve O'Hare's enjoyment. I did attend University of Utah for a very brief moment after getting kicked out of West Point and before going to Villanova. So really, this is just all about me. But the Holy War is an incredibly entertaining game between Utah-BYU. Is revved up as, uh, as Utah residents can get about anything. They get revved up about this. There's no way i pick BYU at any time for any reason. Kind of like what Coach Davis said, I'm picking the Utes by 30 points. Um, let's go with Coach Davis. Yeah, I have to go with Alihi Niamatalola, who plays for Utah. Uh, Utah in a uh, 40 to 37 win. I love it. Bill Wagner. I agree. Uh, Alihi Niamatalola, we have to root for him. Utah's been good for a long time under Kyle Whittingham. Uh, Navy played Utah in a bowl game, so I'm very familiar with their program. And we're mad at BYU still for coming to Annapolis and beating the heck out of Navy. So let's let's stick with Utah. I'll give it a 35-28 high-scoring affair. I like it. Julie Alfieri. So uh, I, too, am going to go with uh, Utah, although my husband is going to be extremely angry with me. But we, we have a battle going on. Uh, Utah usually dominates this game. I think uh, it's going to be nearly a blowout. Uh, I'll go 30-10. to 10. I love it. Uh, Pablo. 
Yeah, you know what they say about about rivalry games? The record book goes out the window, not to be cliche or anything. But I also have Utah. Um, great program. Kyle Whittingham always hasn't played hard. And I think it's tough to replace a quarterback like Zach Wilson. And finally, Chris Cervello. I'll round it out. I'll take the Utes as well. Although I'm not sure what the Utes are, but, you know, whatever. They're the young people from uh, the Joe Pesci movie. They're Utes. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to try to work in a uh, My Cousin Vinny reference. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Next game, what I think will be probably the most entertaining game of the weekend, Oregon, Ohio State. Uh, really excited about this game. Um, really excited about what uniform Oregon's going to wear. I'm picking the Buckeyes by uh, 10. I think that they are a good team. I think that that quarterback's going to get his feet under him, and they're going to uh, be very informed by how closely Minnesota played them. I've got Ohio State in this. Chris Cervello. I have Ohio State as well. Bill Wagner. Great game. Two ranked teams. Ohio State's third in the land. Uh, I think Ohio State's is a little bit better program, a stronger I'll take Ohio State by a score of 27 to 21. Nice. Pablo Beltran. Ohio State. Their track record is unbelievable. I love it. Julie Alfieri. Born in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So, of course, I'm going with the Buckeyes. I will not give a score because um, I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I think the Buckeyes will come out on top. O-H-I-O. All right. Coach Davis, bring us home. Uh, I'm going to go with Brutus, the Buckeyes. There you go. I love it. All right, moving right along. Our second to last game, Villanova Bucknell. Do I really even need to say it? Villanova by 100. They're obviously just the Annapolis of the North, the Harvard of the South, the Notre Dame of the East. Really good program. Uh, In all seriousness, they do have a very good football program, and I think they take it. Uh, Let's go with Coach Davis. Yeah, the head football coach at Villanova, Mark Ferrante, is a college classmate of mine. We went to school together at St. Lawrence University. Good guy. Done a great job there. Uh, and, of course, uh, you alluded to Jay Wright being a Bucknell grad and a Villanova a good friend, so I don't, I can't, can't root against the uh, Wildcats. I'm going with Villanova in a route. So very good pick so far. Chris Cervello. I will again go with the Fighting John Schofields. Uh, I'm going to ride them all the way to victory. You're a smart man. Julie Alfieri. I hate Bucknell, so, of course, Villanova is going to crush them. <laughs> Pablo. Is Jay Wright the best dressed man in sports, in American sports at least? I think he is. I, have you have you seen Emma Davis on the sidelines? Come on, <laughs> don't disrespect. Can't compete with Jay's suits, no way. <laughs> and speaking of well dressed men, Bill Wagner, take us home on this one. I noticed that Villanova likes to fatten up on bottom feeder Patriot League schools at the beginning of the season. Uh, Bucknell was picked to finish below Lehigh. They must go to the Patriot League preseason poll and pick the teams at the bottom and say, yeah, let's put those on the schedule. Wow, that was very nice. (laughs) That's my shot at drama mater. Yeah, they'll win. I mean, come on. They should. Last game. Uh, This is where we separate the winners from the people who don't win. Iowa, Iowa State. This is where ESPN game day is going to be this week. Hawkeyes, Cyclones. I am rolling with the Big Ten and the Iowa Hawkeyes, the fighting Kirk Ferentz's. Um, I think they win this big just because they're a better team. Um, Pablo. Rolling with Iowa. They, uh, they beat a ranked Minnesota last week. All right, going with Iowa. Uh, Julie. Uh, again, this one will be close, but also going to go with Iowa. I think they just got a little more than, uh, than Iowa State. 
All right, Coach Davis. A uh, great rivalry game and, and uh, the state of Iowa, but I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes in this one uh, in, in a really close game, maybe overtime. Good pick. All right, Bill Wagner. I think I'm leaning Iowa State here. Uh, I, I don't know quite why. I mean, it's, uh, they got that up-and-coming coach, Matt Campbell, that everybody loves. Um, and I, I remember him when he coached uh, uh, Toledo, where I believe he was at, because Navy played him. But um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Iowa State here, John. All right. I mean, he's, he's a betting man. He knows that we've been picking all the same teams, so he's making a difference. All right, Chris Trebello, you were the last pick of the six-pack. In honor of Nate Connor's wife's family living uh, there, uh, I'm going to pick Iowa. So uh, I don't, I don't care about this game. Uh, they lost me when, uh, when game day snubbed us. So I guess the Hawkeyes go for them. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great episode. Great, great conversation there with Coach Emmett Davis, with Pablo Beltran and with Julie Alfieri. Great picks. I think we all know that that I think I'm going to break Chris Cervello's one-week winning streak on those. But without any further ado, let's talk about what the weather will be like uh, during the Air Force game on Saturday. As many of you know, right before the last game, we had tornadoes actually come through um, Annapolis, which was kind of nuts. But this weekend looks really, really awesome, like idyllic, awesome pre-fall weekend but I'm no expert on that. So what we did is we brought in WBAL meteorologist and proud Kansas Jayhawk, Ava Marie, uh, to give us the forecast for Saturday. Ava, first of all, thank you so much for joining Sing Second Sports. And how are you? Oh, it's so nice to be here. I am so honored uh, to be on the podcast. And uh, yeah, we've had some volatile weather. So I am so grateful, too, that, that the weather will be so crystal clear this weekend, especially for the big game. Because high pressure is building in, and so when we have high pressure in the weather, that's the least pressure that I have in my job. I like it. Um, yeah, we're definitely looking for sun. Um, you know, it, it, temperatures in the high 70s. What, what will the humidity be like? Because we're coming out of that classic mid-Atlantic stifling humidity that's awful, that I hate. I know. I have to find a way to embrace the humidity here because you can't escape it. I mean, especially in Annapolis when you're close to water, it is just a huge part of the summer months. So this is a nice transition as we get into football season that the humidity does start to, start to drop, and that's what makes it so much better to be out in the stands. Now, Annapolis is always a little more humid because it's close to water, but I'm forecasting dew points in the upper 50s, and that's a really good number. Basically, anytime you get the dew point dropping below 60, you get to have that nice feeling here in Maryland, especially because throughout the summer, we're usually seeing our dew points in the 70s. So it's a big change, and it makes all the difference. Now, there will be bright sun through the day, though. So that sun, when you're sitting in it, still feels pretty warm. I would just keep that in mind in the stands. Make sure you stay hydrated. Um, a, a seat in the shade would probably be the best place to be on Saturday. But overall, I mean, you can't complain when it is going to be so quiet, especially seeing how we ha can have really active weather like we did have last week. Before we get to that perfect weather on Saturday, uh, Friday night, 7.30, ESPN2, the 1-0 Kansas Jayhawks take on the number 17-ranked Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Um, this is a shout-out to Associate Athletic Director Matt Munley, whose son goes to Coastal Carolina. I know that he knows what a Chanticleer is. Ava, what is a Chanticleer? I honestly have no clue. I tried to Google it as we were <laughs> getting on this podcast. It looks like some kind of rooster. Um, 
so I can't, I don't, I can't tell if it's made up or not, but you know, I got to be sensitive about that because the Jayhawks are a made up bird, but we still pack some power in that, that pretend creature. Of, of course, of course you do. So before, before we let you go, I'm going to ask you for two predictions. Uh, what's your prediction for, for your alma mater taking on Coastal Carolina Friday night? And then, you know, Sunday is, is really the first NFL game is tonight with Tampa Bay and, and Chris Cervello's Dallas Cowboys. But the season for us really gets underway Sunday uh, at Giants Stadium uh, up there in New York when the Denver Broncos take on the Giants. So what's your prediction Friday night for Kansas and your prediction for the Denver Broncos on Sunday? Oh, you have totally caught me. I may know all that there is to know about <laughs> forecasting the weather. I literally have no knowledge when it comes to forecasting sports. I mean, that's a whole other beast because there are just no math equations that you can use to accurately predict a game. I, I just think it's so exciting. I'm just totally going to cop out answer here. I just think it's exciting that we're getting back into football season. It's been such a strange couple of years. My husband is a huge, huge football fan, especially college football. And so to see him light up, knowing that football season is starting, it's just a big deal. So I don't, I don't care who wins these games. I'm just so glad we're getting back into this time where we can all get together and enjoy watching some very talented athletes. We lit up when we found out that, uh, that you were going to join us, and, and we hope that you can join us for the remaining home game pregame shows so we can give our listeners a better idea of what the weather's going to be like on game days. Uh, so from the Sing Second Sports team to you, thank you so much, Ava Marie, for joining us, and, uh, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, and I, I lucked out because the weather really is so quiet on this Saturday. I'm sure, I'm sure the pressure is going to be on as we get deeper into football season. Yeah, let's hope for a quiet hurricane season. And then I think I saw uh, Tony Pan tweet out something a couple of weeks or months ago about about a certain like divergence or a certain event in, in the weather that might mean a harder winter, kind of like 10 years ago when we had like the major blizzards and stuff like that. But we'll tackle that when it comes. We're just happy that the weather's going to be clear Saturday. Yeah, I have no mood to talk about snow. Let's just enjoy the best of weather that we normally get here in the fall here in Maryland. That's right. That's what we're going to get Saturday. Ava, thank you so much for delivering that to us. Thank you to our guest pickers, to Ava Marie, to Chris Cervello for producing and being uh, our master of all things podcast. Good luck to his Dallas Cowboys tonight. Good luck to the Kansas Jayhawks on Friday night and good luck to the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Uh, let's beat the Giants. We are going to take this baby out. The next time you hear from us will be Saturday during the pregame show at the Graduate Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. So until then, for Chris Cervello, Ava Marie, I'm John Schofield. This is Sing Second Sports. We're out. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play -play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments. 